0: Welcome to the Three Lefts Make a Right podcast. We're Danny and Kevin, AKA The Van Cooks. This podcast is all about rolling with the unexpected turns in life and sharing lessons from the road less traveled. This is a place where we share conversations with open minds traveling the open road. We hope these conversations inspire your inner gypsy and get you to adventure before dementia. The best time is now to start living your dream life. Welcome to Van Live, where we share our favorite slice of van life, the community of kooks that we meet on the road. We have one of our favorite kooks, Lynn Sweet. She's an artist on the road and she just really kills it. She hustles it out there. I think the only way that she makes money is through her art. So, this is going to be a super inspiring talk to see how you guys can make it on the road.
1: Yeah. And also, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the Van Kooks YouTube channel. Also, we got a uh, podcast now on Apple Music and Spotify. So go find that and give us a subscribe, and we would love to have a review. Also, Facebook, like us on Facebook.
0: Oh yeah, the podcast name is Three Lefts Make a Right.
1: Oh yeah, (laughs) Three Lefts Make a Right by the by the Van Cooks is the podcast. So go check that out, subscribe, give us a rating, and without further ado, we will bring on our guest, Lynn Sweet. Lynn Sweet R.
0: Hello. <laughs> Hello. <Woo. laughs> I love this greenery that you have around you.
2: Thank you. I'll have to spice it up a little. <laughs> how are you guys? Good, how are you? Are you staying I'm- warm in Colorado? I'm good. Yeah, it's uh, snowstorming everywhere but here. So it's kind of, well, where I am specifically. Weird. So it's like yeah. pretty warm. Yeah, it snowed and done. It's like negative two in Denver and like 30 degrees where I am. So, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah.
0: Nice We're getting so much snow down here in <laughs> Mexico or New Mexico.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's great crazy- everywhere Texas, like Portland, Seattle. And I'm like literally in the mountains. And the top of the mountains getting snow, but I'm in a valley, and it's yeah, it's staying warm, which I'm happy about. Yeah, nice. Do you have a heater in your van? I actually just bought a uh, EcoFlow 500, my first Ooh. battery after being on the road for Ooh. five years. Um, yes, fancy. Before, <laughs> <Yeah>. I did, <laughs> before I didn't have any heat, and then I got. Um, a 250 watt like super t- like the tiniest heater you could get pretty much where you have to sit like this close to it and <laughs> it's nice but the battery dies after an hour so um yeah i still gotta figure that out yeah, <laughs> nice keeps my, well keeps i'm glad, my hands glad it's not too cold out there yeah. yeah yeah it's not <laughs> the worst
0: yeah oh well okay Wait, yeah. So, in honor of Van Life, because you reminded us that it was Van Life, uh, <laughs> in honor um, of Valentine's Day,
2: you reminded day. us,
0: Van Lifers, who never pay attention about Valentine's Day. So, we wanted to ask you, because we know that you met Connor on the road, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. And both of you guys are super talented, like tattoo artists, both of you now, like yeah. artists. So, how did that all happen? To inspire others
2: to meet on the road. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is a video playing at the same time. <laughs> oh, I love this video. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. That is my where my talent caps is that painting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I showed Danny this before we started. I was like, you got to see this.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait. So the question is, like, how did Connor and I meet? Or how, like, are we artists dating on the road? Or... All of, yeah. all of it yeah yeah um, <laughs> how did you mean well, i guess we'll get into we met i had been living in a van for about nine months and i was just driving around the west like colorado on my way to california and a girl through instagram interviewed me about being an artist on the road her name was jane Rock rocking soil she was doing kind of like what you guys do like interviewing people on the road and she was like, "Hey, I live in this small town in Colorado. You should come through, have a beer, like let's hang out for a day." And I was like, "Sure, of course. You know, love meeting up with people." So I met up with her. Was gonna go to like Sacramento the next day, and she introduced me to Connor, my now boyfriend, the day before I left, and was like, "Oh, you guys should meet. Like, he's an artist too, and does van life and all this stuff." And I was like, "Whatever, sure. Gonna be <laughs> some weirdo." And uh, yeah, I ended up staying for two weeks. In Carbondale and then I left and kept traveling um, and then he visited me on the road and then I came back and visited him and four years later and we're still together and both still live in our own vans. We have two vans because we don't want to compile all our stuff into one van. Props to you guys and all couples that do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're jealous of so we you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really nice. I have a lot of stuff. <laughs> And knickknacks that he does not particularly like. So it's good. It's good to have a separate space. I also travel more than him. He stays here in this mountain town. And I'll go off and travel for artwork gigs and stuff around the country, murals, stuff like that. And then I'll come back and, yeah, we'll hang out. Um, And, yeah, go on adventures together. And then I'll go work and all over the place. (laughs) Make it work. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. I know you guys went. Where did you guys go? Was it during... Corona or before to go mountain
2: climbing somewhere Um, really rad? Yeah, so that was actually in March of last year, we went to Petro Chico to go rock climbing for two weeks. And it was before, like right when COVID was happening, we didn't know COVID was a thing. And while we were in Mexico, we started hearing the news and there started being shutdowns and we were like, maybe we should just stay in Mexico until it calms down, not knowing how long all of this would be happening for very naive at the time. (laughs) And uh, then the Mexico border was going to get shut down and California border was getting shut down. And uh, we flew back to LA like the day California shut down and like literally said, you know, you you can't travel across state lines and like stay home and all that stuff. So it was like our last paradise vacation before all of this, but yeah, it was really great. Yeah.
1: Whoa. I didn't know that you guys got caught up like that. Yeah, almost, it was almost got stuck, huh?
2: Yeah, I was like, let's get stuck.
1: <laughs> <I'm> okay, <laughs> yeah, but, it looks but, so awesome. I oh my gosh. I saw you guys are out there and I was like, where? I thought you were in like France or something. Yeah, it's it looks it's so cra- awesome.
2: It's crazy. It's like definitely I would say world-class rock climbing and just so beautiful. Ever- the hostels are so great, cheap, amazing tacos, margaritas. It was yeah, it was great. And then we can back oh. to COVID. Yeah, there it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was Oh, wait, it no, again? that's
2: no, that's not even it. That's Frisco, Colorado.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I was trying to find think, it in here. Yeah,
2: if, if you go down, you passed one of the photos. Um, I think I posted a photo of it recently too. right here. No, that's also Frisco. <laughs> <laughs> Frisco's really beautiful too. Frisco, yeah, Colorado. It that's is. that is um
1: nice sticker.
2: Is that kind of a break? Yeah. Thing? uh yeah kind of um keystone breckenridge a little bit all those mountain towns that one was called the royal flush it's a 22 pitch mountain yeah keep going down 22 pitch oh no keep going down maybe no yeah it was like a year ago so it was a while ago Uh. uh no, maybe you passed it. I don't know. Oh, man, you get yeah. it. Oh, well.
1: Yeah, you've I been crushing it. <laughs> I have like four
0: pictures since my last. Well, post. As you
1: can see, <laughs> Lynn is very talented. Good. She's rock climbing, she's got awesome, amazing artwork, as well as Connor. Very talented fan yeah, life couple. So, you guys uh,
2: are interested ink.
1: in some cool ass art that you've probably never seen anything like. These two <laughs> definitely. Ooh.
2: If you
0: like the weird <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah weird in a good way though
1: oh yeah so i guess we'll get into it now we've seen you uh working on a new medium out there Mm -hmm. humans yeah (laughs) (laughs) how did that all start
2: um so i had if we like kind of go back to the beginning i've been selling like my paintings and things and commissions and stickers and prints. I've put my art on climbing bags and tapestries and all this stuff while I was living in the van traveling. And I would travel to art shows and festivals and just constantly on the move, selling my work to people on the road and also through my website and Instagram. But when COVID happened, we have been in one town. We haven't really traveled that much this last year. Um, and I have always had an interest in learning how to tattoo, but it just hasn't really come up to learn and yeah, I think COVID kind of like pushed that pressure to do it and uh, Connor and his partner, tattoo partner Brett, are both mentoring me and my fellow artist friend Heather as tattoo apprentices, which we started in October of last year. Mm -hmm. Um, And so yeah, we're a lot more stationed in one place, so I'm able to like focus on being in one place, making appointments, really diving in and learning. Um, Cause I, it's definitely hard to learn how to tattoo when you're on the move all the time and don't have a mentor and things. So yeah, it kind of worked out. Yeah.
1: How many new tattoos have you given yourself since it all began?
2: <laughs> um, not too many. I think only two. Um, and then oh, my okay. Friend, yeah. And then my friend Heather's tattooed me twice. Yeah. I think twice. <laughs> so I've gotten just four new ones between her and I. But yeah, it's definitely...
1: This was yeah. funny.
2: <laughs> the alpaca <out-back-able. laughs> I know, I was so excited he wanted that.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. That's for you out there, Dave, if you're still
2: here. <laughs> yeah, it's so, definitely been really, really fun changing my mediums because I'm used to painting and uh, drawing on canvas and then changing that idea to like being on humans and how that fits the body and all that stuff, along with technique and sanitation and uh, yeah everything it's been really really cool
0: yeah that has to be completely different with all the sanitation and just like everything that you need
2: like, yeah. do you use all of their their equipment um, I bought my own machine um, Ooh, it's nice. like a battery pack machine so it's cordless um, and then I'm in the tattoo shop with technically there's five of us five tattoo artists and two chairs so we all split materials We split rent and we split, um, yeah, like time slots and stuff on when you can tattoo.
1: So it's kind of like a little tattoo family.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's awesome.
1: So can people book now for tattoos from you or are you still in the learning?
2: Yeah. So I've been booked um, since January and I'm booked until like uh, mid end of March. So I'm booking for like end of March, April right now.
1: And how does one inquire about this?
2: (laughs) You can DM (laughs) me or hit the little email button. Um, And then normally I have flash sheets. I'm only doing my own artwork. I'm not taking commissions because I want to do this tattoo journey. The idea was to tattoo my own art since I'm already an established artist. I'll probably start taking commissions in the summer, but for now I want to feel comfortable by knowing exactly what I'm drawing and feeling really comfortable about what it is I'm putting on someone's body rather than taking someone's idea right now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you just pick from my flash sheet, ask if it's available, put in a deposit and then yeah, get on the schedule.
1: So we're tattooed noobs over here. (laughs) So if someone kind of picks one of these designs, then it's gone. Like, is that how these flash sheets work?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's only on one person. Once you put a deposit in, it is yours. It can take you six months to get your appointment in, but it's still yours. Like I will abide by if you pay for the, you know, deposit or the design then like, cause some people are rescheduling cause of COVID or cause of weather and stuff like that. And I definitely um, respect that. You can't always just get out here. I'm in like the middle of the mountains, so it's kind of hard to get to and people have been traveling from Denver so if they have to reschedule, I'm fine with like holding their design for them. Oh that's
1: cool. Oh, I didn't know that's how it works. Yeah. So if I saw something cool online, like on this sheet here.
2: Like the mushroom. I would
1: just call and book and say number four and then that's yeah. fine.
2: Yeah, well, that's- if it's not taken, but yeah, yeah. yeah you you like, ask okay. them, hey, is number four available? And I'll say, no, sorry, someone's taken it. Or, yeah, that's available. And once you send the deposit, then it is yours. But if you say, hey, I want it, and don't send a deposit and sit on it, and someone else says, hey, I want four, and they send money, they get it. It's kind of first come, first serve.
0: Because
2: mm-hmm. otherwise, the designs will just sit around, and people will say they want it, but not really commit, and you kind of, think pretty quick. Someone else
0: could have got it. In
2: that meantime. Yeah. 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 My flash sheets disappear within, I would say like 24 to 48
1: hours. Oh, wow. That's awesome.
0: Wow. Good job, Lynn. That's That's awesome.
1: Killing it. (laughs)
2: It's a
1: whole nother way to explore like art and using it and, I mean, it makes people happy. People love getting tattoos, you know? Yeah,
2: no, I, yeah, it's so, it's so much fun. I love it Oh, four's
1: taken. See, it's gone. Yep. (laughs) But I do like your style. You got, I mean, I guess like what really inspires the style? Like just, it's so cool. I mean, where does it come from? (laughs) (laughs)
2: It comes from my brain. (laughs) It comes from an alien brain. (laughs) Yeah, the alien brain. Um, I don't know. So like a lot of my digital illustrations and paintings are of like weird creatures and they're kind of like brightly colored. And so with tattoos, I really wanted to do more just black line work. And I have a very sketchy, almost like a doodle, but definitely like I know what I'm doing doodle, not just someone who's just, you know, whatever, not to like insult anyone who's doodling, but the idea is that it kind of looks like it's from like a sketchbook, and that's how mm-hmm. my tattoos are uh, that I have. They're very like, they're in gray and they're very. Um, that's a bad example. Let's see. They're very like light and sketchy looking.
0: Oh yeah, like
2: no color, just the yeah, and, and just but very. That's like, like
1: a thing these days. I've noticed. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's um, not neo. I think not neo traditional, but it's definitely like a more modern look is this like, yeah, very pen delicate, um, tiny lines, a lot of like, almost like um, cross hatching and sketching and stuff like that. I just find it so interesting that tattoos can look like someone drew it on with a pen. And yeah, it's permanent. Mm -hmm. Like you literally your skin is literally a sketchbook. So that's kind of the idea I'm going for.
1: So where does one find the uh, flash art? do you have it like on a website or just um,
2: the- I'm, I'm kind of working on a better system right now. I post them on my stories. So if you watch my stories, that's where they normally go first. Um, and then I'll put like a little red X over them the next day if they've been taken or like you can see there on my page, I I post a few of them permanently to my page um, and then, yeah, I just tell people they can see what they find and if it stands out to them, just ask me if it's available, but I do want to put some flash sheets on some sort of a website or my big cartel where you can like go through and buy, like put the deposit in and then email me to then get the schedule set up. I just want to fine tune that to make it
1: yeah clear for everyone. Yeah. I wonder how you would do that. You would make it like $5 reservation and they buy like a sketch, but it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it would
2: (laughs) would be more like, yeah, they would pay the $50 deposit. They would click like the number that they want. um, But then they would have to immediately email me to say, Hey, I just bought this. I can, I set up a time cause otherwise I'll get orders. And then if I reach out to them and then they'd never email me back and like just that back and forth conversation, I want to minimize that, make it a lot more clear. Um, A lot of tattoo shops have forms that you can fill out on their websites. And we do have that on the Bonedale website, but not for us as apprentices quite yet. So we're still kind of working things out since we're still apprenticing.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah, here is the tattoo studio here. Bonedale tattoo, Carbondale, Colorado. Yeah. Bonedale tattoo com, And there's some talented people out of Carbondale, huh? I mean, it's Ooh. crazy. <laughs> I'm like, shout out to Carbondale, little town, yeah. lots of, lots, lots of talent. talent.
2: Yeah. <laughs> there are, there's so many artists here. It's pretty cool. It's a really cool town. Yeah. I gave it you guys really that is. epic summer tour. Yeah, yeah, you
0: did. You were one of the first people that really showed us how to climb. And I still, oh. I still can like picture you telling me how to like <laughs> choke the alien and poke it in the face. But that you get
2: your, <laughs> you're not. I always <laughs> think
0: of it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's awesome because I'm so bad, I feel like, teaching people how to do that knot. I always mess up. I'm like, it's like this. And then I try it again. I'm like, wait, do I even know how to do it? And <laughs> it doesn't work. Oh, man. But yeah, I'm I glad remember- to see you guys climbing.
0: I got tested at one of the indoor climbing gyms and I just like blanked it. I just like start, I didn't even do my knot first. I just like put it inside my belt and I was like, wait, what's going on? She was watching me do it. And I was like, I think you were there that time too. And I was like, oh wait, no, it's where I know. And then I like did it all fast, but yeah.
2: I I, I still get nervous on those gym tests. I've been climbing for like five years and I'm like, don't look at me. Yeah.
1: Don't give me an F. I
0: want to just know. <laughs> I know I how I promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was, I wanted to, it's funny how Lynn and I met. Like mm-hmm. we, we were, so we mutually followed each other on Instagram mm-hmm. and um, you were super inspiring to us while we were in New Zealand. We were like, oh, this other girl, like van lives and stays for free in America. Like we should <laughs> go back to America and do it. So like you were a super huge inspiration to us coming back and Aww. continuing band life here in America. Yeah. And, um, so we mutually
2: followed each other. I know you went to New Zealand after we got back. Yeah. You, yeah and- you guys inspired me to go to New Zealand. I was like this cool couple in their van in New Zealand. Like I want to do that. So I booked a two month trip, like right when you guys got back and then I went out there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. And we mm-hmm. hadn't like met each other for a while but yeah, it was like years, work. I feel like. Yeah, and I had randomly gone to the GoPro, GoPro Mountain Games with Kevin, because he usually works it. And I met the brew doctor people, and I had shared one of your stories, and he had been following me from that. And he was super interested in your art, and he was really cool, and he made us meet up. He had this, like, super <laughs> plan to have us meet up at, at we a- We got, like, catfished each other. Yeah,
2: that's what it's called, catfish. Yeah, I mean, not really, because we turned out to be normal, but it's fun <laughs> <laughs> meeting from the internet. Like, I don't know, like a weird meetup, and then we were like, yay we're both as cool as we thought we were."
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was it was like instant fun right away. I was like, "Oh yeah. my gosh, did I meet my like
2: van life soul sister out there?" No, <laughs> that yeah, was so much fun. Oh yeah. my gosh, Run- Yeah, running around that festival. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you did art for them for a long time, didn't you? Um, yeah, so I did. Th- I designed a sticker for them, which is yeah, that the one holding the can. Yeah, and then I we I live painted for them where I met you at that festival, and then the, I think it was a year later they invited, or maybe six months, they invited me to live paint for two festival slash. Um, just like events fairs that they had a booth at and I live painted for them there. Um, And then I think I did like one more thing for them. And then the guy who um, Griffin, who we were working through, he ended up not working for them anymore. And so I kind of lost contact Um, and I, they like moved a bunch of things around marketing wise and their budget and stuff. So I haven't really worked with them since then, but it was still fun while it lasted. It was like a year and a half of working for them. Yeah, were you getting paid and going to the festivals? It's like part yeah. of doing it? Yeah, yeah, they paid me hourly. I had like a minimum fee per day, um, and then they got to keep the paintings at the end of the day. Um, oh, nice. I think the, the music festival one that we went to, I, I was able to sell the painting because they couldn't pay me for that first one. They just got me a free ticket and like some other stuff, but the other festivals they paid me to go to. So that was a cool opportunity. I was out in California.
0: Yeah, you're such a hustler too. I remember walking around with you and you would bring your art books and you'd show me how you would just sell, how it kind of started, how you'd sell Mm -hmm. art at festivals and walk around. And I just couldn't believe how, like, I mean, I don't know. To me, it seemed so bold, like, check out my art. And, like, people (laughs) loved it. They, like, wanted to buy it on the spot. It was so cool. I was like, wow, you can do this, like, to get by in band life.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I started doing that before I lived in the van. So I like tried it out while I was still in college and made money more money during the summer than I did at my delivery driving job. So I was like, I feel like I'm on to something. If I, you know, work in the summers festival hop, literally every weekend drive eight hours to a new festival, like hustle work really hard, seven hours a day walk around, I didn't even go to the music or whatever, for most part just sold my art. And slowly, I, I think that helped me build a fan base via the internet and all of that. So, over I did that for like three years, um, and then started living in the van. And so, I've, I was getting better and better at it. I had more product like bringing two portfolios, stickers, pins, patches, t shirts, like all of that. And then, um, yeah, it just started becoming. It started becoming um, a little bit more work than what I wanted. I was able to sell more online rather than in person. And so I was able to step back from having to physically go out and sell my art rather and just sell online and focus more on original paintings and commissions and some stuff. um, Yeah, rather than having to move around and work so much in person. So that was kind of cool.
0: Yeah. So what are your favorite websites that help you as like a van lifer for making it easier to like not send stuff out? I know you have a big cartel. Do they print it all for you?
2: Um, send it. No, sorry. One second. My headphones cut out. I'm going to connect really quick.
0: Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. I thought it sounded a little different.
1: All good. But in the meantime, while we're fixing it, everyone can check out lens art. Her shop is uh Lynn Sweet Art, I'll put a link in the chat. LynnSweetArt.BigCartel.com. And yeah, I'm showing it here. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff going on. Maybe Lynn can uh, tell us what the mystery bag is all about. Okay. Let me throw that link in real quick. You back?
2: Can you still <laughs> hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. The headphone, I don't know how to work these. Uh, they die. Okay, I'll take over here. Um, okay, so my big cartel is kind of like an Etsy where. I set up products through other websites and um, I either have the product with me physically and mail them out myself or I outsource and the company makes it and ships it for me. So it's a big combination. Like those shirts and hoodies I get made through a website. They print them and they ship them. They're made to order. So I don't have to deal with like having a big bulky box of shirts and hoodies in the van but then I have smaller things physically myself that I order in bulk and I keep, and that's like stickers, patches, pins. Um, I have pencil bags, paintbrush roll-ups, climbing bags, these beanies that I make, um, prints, stuff like that I have physically, and then I send it out, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, what, yeah. what website do you use that you outsource for it to just be shipped?
2: I use over like 30 websites to make oh, all wow. of my stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so like every <laughs> single item comes from a different website pretty much. Um, like those t-shirts and hoodies come from Printful, which I do recommend. They're pretty spot on with their um, printing. I've only had a handful of issues where it might not come out perfectly or something, but for the most part, they're really good quality. They also offer organic cotton and oh, nice. t-shirts made out of recycled cotton, Um, which I just, I've been trying really hard to be more eco-friendly with my work and they have like organic cotton tote bags and stuff like that. And then these beanies I buy in bulk through a different website. My patches I get through the studio stickers is through sticker mule. I really like sticker mule. Um, my climbing bags are made through static climbing. They are sold in REI. It's a brand based in Southern California. And then my yoga mats are made through Big Raven Yoga. What are they? Big yoga? Raven Yoga is oh, the company okay. name. Dude,
1: these yoga mats are pretty cool.
2: I know. I'm they in are. the market for everyone. They're so not ni- like, such nice quality. Like, holding it up is kind of hard to do. They're so heavy, they're like such good quality. Oh, I'm okay. really cool. happy with them. Yeah, look at
1: that color on there. Yeah, That's and amazing. so
2: those are those are made to order as well. Like it takes two weeks to receive because they make them per order, which is really nice. And those are also biodegradable and made out of recycled materials.
0: Whoa! Biodegradable—that's yeah. amazing.
2: Yeah, and I, then, know, I want one of your Kula cloths
0: too. Yeah, and
2: then I work with Kula Cloth, which is an epic company. Um, I'm coming out with one new design um, in. March or yeah, I think next month it should come out. And then um I have a sloth hiker one that came out last year and they're restocking that. That should come out in
1: March as well. Yeah, we oh, try nice. to get some in there. I try out. to get
2: the sloths driving
0: on a rainbow in their van. Oh,
2: the van. Yeah, yeah. that was a limited edition with
0: Van Life Diaries
2: that sold out. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I emailed them. They said, email us. We might have one laying around. And I emailed oh. them and like, sorry, we looked twice. And we didn't find any. I mean, you
1: show up to the yoga studio with you that. You have some?
2: I have one. Oh, I'll, <laughs> buy, can, it.
1: No, I'll buy
2: it. I'll buy it right now. Yeah, it's <laughs> All
1: right, guys. See, look, we just... Get Lynn's products it's like crack we just gotta have
2: it I know it's it's great I am slowing down this year on products because I went kind of crazy last year um but it was really fun I enjoyed making all that stuff and all of it's like uh very functional for van lifers like beanies yoga mats they're all things that you would use but just really good quality
0: yeah and if you're going to have just one, you might as well have the
1: coolest one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you show up to the yoga studio with some of these mats.
0: Yeah. Ooh, they're pretty great. I love the snail yeah. one. I know the snail one the with snails, the moons is The snail is cool. really cool with yeah. drawing too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I love all your colors. Yay.
1: It's amazing. It was amazing to watch you paint the vans too. Just so fast. And then like we saw Neil like Reese, like, on the road last summer, we looked at his paintings. I know for, we just like, stare hours. at that
0: lion. It's like, Aww. you know, like the uncle Sam thing where it like points at you and it's like, oh, always yeah. like pointing at you. It's kind of like that. It's the lion or the tigers yeah, like always looking like, at
2: you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. might be able to find that in there. I think it's yeah lower. See, yeah, and even like that.
0: at descend on bend, you were, you were hustling drawing or painting <laughs> stuff on people's, the Ma'am. whole time? I feel like you were working. I know, like
1: you made money at
2: this end of <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's kind of bad. I'm, I'm a secret workaholic sometimes. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah, they are. You
0: you can.
2: yeah, I think it's that's the thing, though, that I did step away from um, painting at festivals and stuff because I, I did feel like the times that I should be relaxing and having fun, I turned into a work opportunity, which was really great, but it also definitely became pretty draining um so stepping away from that is kind of nice because now i can go out and do those things and i don't work i don't think about art i i make my money in a different way now so that i can relax during those times yeah
1: so everyone out there that wants a very (laughs) unique van here if if you catch lynn and she's not booked up with tattoos maybe you can convince (laughs) what was the story on this van was that photoshopped or is that really something you did because i thought that was yeah, awesome that's
2: photoshopped. i wish okay. I, was I was like to- i want
1: that like what's <laughs> up with that one
2: i was trying to convince uh and i emailed a handful of van companies that do vinyl wraps um oh, yeah. yeah and i reached out to a few to see if i could work for them and none of them got back to me so i that's there's For all the hustling and success I have, there is just the same amount of unanswered emails, people denying me, saying no, not getting the project. Um, So it definitely looks like getting all of it and killing it, but there's like 60% of it is being denied and um, yeah, just never hearing back from companies and stuff. So I definitely reach out to a lot of people when I work with these companies to like then find that one that wants to work.
0: Where do you, I know you do a lot of murals at like restaurants and stuff. Like, how do you get a hold of those people? Do you just go in and be like, Hey, I'll paint you a mural. And
2: so I've, yeah, like, uh, my, a few approaches I've done is I'll go into a restaurant or cafe and I'll notice that they have really empty walls. And I personally think it would look better with a mural. And so I'll take a photo and while I'm having coffee or eating, I'll do a mock-up of what the mural would look like. And then I ask for the manager and I just say, Hey, is your manager in? I'm an artist. I just, you know, want to talk to them about an art opportunity. And normally they're like, Oh yeah, he's in the back or she's in the back. Um, and then I just talk to them, show them the idea, ask if they're interested. Most of the time they get offended that I tell them their walls need paint. (laughs) They're like, uh, what do you mean? My walls need paint. I'm like, I mean, i'm I'm an artist like i have a good eye for this and i think it would draw customers in like a lot of the murals i want to do are photo opportunities for customers like take photos by and stuff like that um and i've actually been denied quite a bit and i think it's just because they just can't envision it and they don't want to like the
0: benefit probably they don't know that it's going to be like instagram worthy and free advertisement.
2: Yeah. So it's a hit or miss, but then the ones that I have gotten are, yeah, people who are just super excited about it. And those are the people I want to work for are the ones that are like, hell yeah. I want you to paint my wall, paint whatever you want. I love your, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But for everyone out there, I mean, success doesn't come easy, you know, and you're out there Mm -hmm. selling and if you're making 40% of your uh, converting 40% (laughs) of your sales, you're doing a pretty good job. So, Yeah, <laughs> yeah right?
2: I know. I, I always try and like remind artists that it's I mean, it's a classic thing, like you're gonna get denied and told no a 100 times before you're, you're told yes. Um, but that makes being told yes, that much sweeter and better. And that means that person is actually excited about your work. And you don't want to take those jobs where they're like pressured to take it and like, kind of like weird about it or try and low you on how to get paid and all of that. Like, that's not a good project. You know, you want, you want to, it's, it's hard to pick and choose because obviously if you need to put food on your table, you will take a project that sucks. But once you start doing it more and more, you can kind of be a little bit more picky and really just choose those projects that people are really excited about.
0: Yeah. You want the stoke to be equally yeah. as high with them.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that one. Yeah. That one was really fun. It's that was a, awesome. It's in a yeah. sushi restaurant, which is kind of sad because you're like eating <laughs> octopus over the. Octopus. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's perfect
0: though for a sushi restaurant. I, I mean, really even like just
1: just browsing your Instagram just shows. I mean, you are just getting after it like nonstop, <laughs> and like that's what you have to do, right? To yeah, kind of make it and do what you love. I mean, it's incredible. I look at all these drawings and art and things you've done. I'm like, what have I done? Like, it makes me kind of feel like I haven't done much
2: lately. So
1: yeah, maybe I need to
2: uh,
1: <laughs> figure it out.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a good, uh, it's a good outlet. It's definitely stressful and like can be can be hard. And I've got weeks, I had a couple months where I had artist block and didn't want to create anything. and. Was nervous about my income and um yeah I just kind of waited it out and then the tattoo apprenticeship came along right at the end of that and so that like sparked something else so I definitely hop around like all you know I did murals for a while and then I stopped I went to festivals for a while and then I stopped then I started working with other companies on design patterns and then I switched it up and now I'm tattooing so I think it's important to kind of explore all of the mediums and the styles and things so you don't get bored and you don't get burnt out on one thing. Yeah, I'm sure the
0: other ones inspire, like, what you've done in one medium inspires the next medium, like, way later on, you probably don't even realize it.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I had no idea I would be designing pea cloths and, like, climbing bags. Like, the (laughs) last thing I expected was to be, like, making a living off pea cloths. Yeah, um, but they it's so much fun to design for them. And the company's awesome. And yeah, and just everything behind a pea cloth is yeah,
1: great. Well, It's funny. Like we were even telling my mom, like when, when Lynn's Kula cloths come back, we'll get you one because we go hiking <laughs> and it's just, yeah. yeah, it's actually a good idea. I mean, it is a yeah. good idea.
0: I think of it all the time because I hate when like the... I feel like it's the girls, too, that, like, mark our spot with our toilet paper, you know? There's always toilet paper in, like, weird corners in nature, and you're like, oh, well, I guess this is the bathroom over here.
2: Yeah. So it's
0: cool that you have that, because then it cuts down on, like, having to even, like, have some place to be responsible and throw away your toilet paper, you know? Yeah.
2: And it's, like, cool. It's, like, just a cool piece of artwork hanging on your backpack.
0: Yeah. So how do these things work? Do you just wash them, or...?
2: Um, they're made out of antimicrobial cloth that has it's like silver infused I'm not sure about the science behind it but they've researched and it's like this absorbent material that's meant for soaking up pretty like bodily fluids pretty much so it doesn't smell Um, you can use it you know a few times in a day take a whole day and not wash it if you want but if you like are want to be super super sanitary use it we use a little water bottle and like squirt some water on it, rinse it out. Or if you're near a river, or creek, or something, you can rinse it um, with like a little bit of you know um, like Dr. Browners or whatever soap, or just rinse it with water. Since pee is um, antibacterial anyway, and uh, just hang it on your backpack and it dries, or you can use it wet and it's like a wet wipe.
0: Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah.
1: for everyone that's not watching and listening, and this is a uh, basically a reusable. Pea cloth. Pea cloth. Pea, pea cloth, which, yeah. you know, helps the ladies go yeah. number so, one outdoors.
2: So like a lot of backpackers <laughs> use like handkerchiefs, um, bandanas, or just like an old piece of cloth. And this is, I think a lot of people who are out in nature hiking a lot understand this concept, but people who aren't so much, they're definitely a little like weirded out by it. They're like, that's uh-huh. gross. Like, why would you use that twice and stuff like that? So definitely, if you want to learn more about it, cloth.com has an FAQ section and it's super informational about why it's hygienic, how to clean it, um, how much you can use it in a day, all that stuff to help help you understand more like what it's about if you aren't an avid hiker and don't really understand the use of like, because I pee outside all the freaking time and it's super useful. If you don't pee outside a lot, then it's like, what are you, what are you doing with this <laughs> like oven mitt on your backpack? Uh, so yeah, it just depends on, <laughs> yeah, it depends on what you, what you do and how you use it and stuff, but they're really great. I love them. I have like seven of them. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Lynn, you've been doing the nomadic life for how long now? It's been a long time, huh? I think
2: I'm going on my fifth year. This okay. yeah, This summer wow. I'll be going on my fifth year.
1: How did it all kind of begin?
2: Oh, gosh, back to the beginning.
1: Yeah, um, did it
2: choose you or did you choose van life? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the van chose me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's definitely, well, oh, gosh, let's see. <laughs> I think it started with that I've always enjoyed traveling in a car and like being in a car comfortably with just a backpack of clothes and a stove. I mean, we grew up camping a lot. So that's kind of always been integrated in my lifestyle But then when I went to school and didn't camp as much, I would travel in my Yaris around the country just for like weekend trips or a week to California, visit my family, stuff like that. And I loved it. And I was like, I can literally survive off of a backpack and a stove in my Yaris. Why am I paying rent? And I don't want to work for a company doing graphic design. I want to work for myself. So if I can sell my art, make it work, live kind of penny pinch until I make it, then let's try it. Um, so yeah, I just graduated school and worked like five jobs for like eight months to save up for a pretty crappy van that crapped out on me after like eight months. Um, and then, yeah, just sold art. And then my van broke down and I moved into my, this Yaris from high school. It's like a little smart car. And so, yeah, I lived out of that for, I think like eight months. And what is it? Oh, okay.
1: Yaris. That's right.
2: <laughs> yeah so i just kept Eight moving around. I, yeah <laughs> i wow. just i didn't have enough money to put like a down payment on an apartment or anything so it was kind of like you know i I do this or i move home and i don't want to move home so mm-hmm. i just threw everything in the back of the yaris and kept traveling kept going to festivals kept selling my art and then uh, i went to new zealand for two months and lived in a minivan and then when I came back, I came back really broke, like $30 in my bank account.
0: Oh, and
2: so I picked up two server jobs. I was a waitress and a banquet server on top of selling art. And I did that for six months, maybe a year until I could pay off the Van have now. Um, so yeah, it's just been a journey of like kind of going with the flow, doing it until I didn't want to do it. And I just never wanted to not do it um until this winter i did for the first time in four years move into an apartment for like three months because being in the van in the winter sucks and yeah i didn't want to do it during a pandemic so i lived in an apartment for three months and then we just moved back into the vans like a week ago
0: oh nice wow yeah. so you had apartment life with showers and everything like it that was so bougie.
1: <laughs> i know i'm always like we have we're back at danny's parents house for a little bit and it's like the shower is one thing. I don't utilize the shower that much, you but know. the other thing is like the kitchen sink. The,
2: the kitchen, <laughs> right. yeah. I love cooking and I know you guys do too. So having a You're fridge like, and not having to worry about my yogurt going bad was really nice. <laughs> yeah. I was like selling my yogurt after like two days and Connor's like, What are you doing? I'm like, I guess yogurt can stay for like two weeks in the fridge. Is this a thing?
1: Oh, you <laughs> so never I don't had like to eat break, everything huh? in like three days. Wow. Yeah. Yaris ER life for eight months. I mean, that's pretty hard for everyone listening, that's pretty impressive. Like, <laughs> if you haven't ever experienced car life, we've done it a little bit. It's intense. You got to take everything out at some points to find yep. that one little Thank thing. I know. You get into a van and you're like, "Jesus, this is so nice. And then you've been in a van for so many years and you get in the house and you're like, Hot water, like an hour (laughs) out
2: of the city. I get to walk to a bathroom and water.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it would not be freezing.
2: Getting used to this is so bad, but like in the van, like getting up and peeing, you know, I'd either pee outside or like pee in like a little tub or whatever. In the apartment, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and have to pee, and I'd be kind of used to like holding it. And I'm like, wait, I don't have to hold it. There's a bathroom right there. Or like, (laughs) and getting myself to pee regularly was an odd like transition and i realized how much my bathroom schedule is run by being in the van yeah so, that's yeah. true
0: and that's what makes it hard during a pandemic is like sometimes people use their number 2 opportunities at public restrooms yeah and there's not a lot of public restrooms that are excited okay. to let the public in
2: yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's why we definitely I was happy to move into an apartment for a little bit and take the ease off of that, the stress off, but yeah, I'm I'm happy to be back in it. I love it.
1: And it seems definitely. like that little pause is kind of good. We've been using it. We've just gotten so much done. Like we get mm-hmm. so absorbed into van life that and we traveling. kind of just forget to do stuff and then we're like, "Wait, what is that bank account?" <laughs> <say?"> <laughs> Like, what? Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we've been utilizing it. We've been enjoying it, but I see everyone at Schooly Palooza and other yeah. events. I'm like, wait, what's going on? Is I, know. Life yeah. back?
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I've been keeping an eye on it. I'm like, wait, are people moving around still? I'm still like, I'm just going to chill here for a minute. It's kind of yeah.
1: nice. Definitely yeah. moving
2: yeah. around for like four years straight. Um, I'm learning to appreciate the slower Paste. The
1: first few months, I was kind of struggling. I thought, yeah,
2: you know, I oh yeah, definitely.
1: And then I finally started getting okay. I'm getting things done. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I know we have to stay here for at least like three weeks because I'm I'm in my um, integrative health school now, and yeah, I have I this that. like class. Yeah, so I have this cooking class, and I asked her. I said, I live in my van. Do you think that I can still do the cooking class in my van? And she was like, preferably no.
2: Oh,
0: no. Um, we to be super sanitary and we're practicing <laughs> sanitary stuff so i'm staying yeah. here just for three weeks so
2: yeah at that's least not too i'll you know? go by yeah, fast
0: so, yeah totally and then it'll warm up by then hopefully
2: yeah uh, it's gonna get yeah. colder here but the next like month is normally colder march and then april it kind of tapers off
0: yeah you have that like sneaky late winter sometimes you like think it's gonna be yeah. spring
2: and then you get dumped on yeah, yeah, it's definitely. We've had a late winter. It just like started snowing a few weeks ago, really. Otherwise, it's been pretty bare here. So,
1: yeah, here as well. Except for today, it's like twelve degrees. It's so weird. Yeah, sixty two days ago.
2: I know. I've, yeah, that's the weather out here is nuts. <laughs> my tiny heater will save me.
0: <laughs> you get real close.
2: Oh my gosh! Literally, I have to be like like here. <laughs> And then I'll like That's put my weird. foot up with my feet cold. Just <laughs> like two toes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it dies after 45 minutes. Like that was short lived.
0: <laughs> so, um, as an artist, it's pretty tough like making a living in general, right? Like, do you think since van life has kind of chosen you that it's also inspired like the type of art that you're able to like create? with the freedom to not have rent over your head and just be creative.
2: I think so. I think it also pushes you to get creative with how to sell art and also what type of art to sell. So like I was, when I was still in an apartment selling art, I was just selling prints and made stickers and that was it. But when I started living on the road and meeting other people who traveled and wanted to buy my art, they would say, you know, like I want to print, but I don't have anywhere in the van to put it. So that's when I shifted and um, my focus more on making useful items with my art on it. And that's been my best sellers is, you know, bandanas and tapestries that you can hang up shoes um, really. Yeah. Anything that you can physically use rather than just something you can hang on your wall. And I don't know if I would have gone in that direction if I wasn't traveling and living in the van. Cause I don't know if I would have needed to get like that creative. Maybe I'm, I know there's artists that don't travel and I, they make you know similar things that I do but I I definitely think that was a, a good push for me to really try and get creative with what I could put my art on
0: yeah like a nice pivot yeah speaking of pivot what about um coronavirus has that made you pivot in any way to like get your art out there during this weird time
2: Well, when it first started last March, I was pretty nervous about art sales going down because, you know, we're in a recession and who's going to want to spend their money on art when, you know, they probably have their bills to pay first. Um, So I definitely was like preparing myself to, I saved money. I made sure I was being, you know, frugal with what I was spending so that I could make it like three to six months without having to make any money by just living really cheap. Um, But in uh, my April, yeah, the, that like first month, March, April was my best selling month for art. Uh, and I think it's because everyone got bored at home and started online shopping. And they also got their stimulus checks. I was just going to say,
0: can coincide <laughs> with the stimulus check? I know a lot of people out there shopping around yeah.
2: that time. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. So it kind of gave me like hope that, okay, people are really p- pitching in to like help artists and help small businesses during this time. Um, and again, with that functional art, I'm, I'm still trying to sell things that people can use in their homes that they feel, um, what do you call it? Like validating their purchase, like, oh, okay, I can use this. So it's not just something I'll throw to the side. So, um, yeah, this last year has actually been really, really good selling art wise during the pandemic, which I've been really surprised about, but feel very blessed that everyone wants to support me and yeah. One yeah, summer. that is awesome. That's cool. I know there was a big push
0: for, at the beginning of the pandemic. I know a lot of DJs went on Twitch and were asking for donations and it was just really cool to see so yeah. many like artists get supported by some of their
2: fans. Yeah, and like, I definitely, you know, I haven't painted a mural since March and I haven't gone to a festival and I haven't done an art fair, anything like that. So the shift of, like I said, doing all these products that are useful um, has been really fun and I've, it definitely gave me a new spark of creativity and I've gotten to collaborate with a bunch of really cool companies. Um, yeah. And people in general that have just kind of pushed my career to the future. Like I can see, you know, I have like a setup plan for the next you know few years because of the relationships I've built with oh, different nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems really like good. you've
1: been doing a lot of collabs lately yeah so
2: like the static climbing that was a club um and i didn't sell those as fast as i'd like i still have like four left but it was still really fun to get with them and i'm gonna try and get a fabric up in their store and then hot mango undies is a organic like ethical handmade um small business uh underwear bras and tank tops and i've been working with her for the last year and my Patterns will be in her shop permanently for the next year, foreseeable future. And then I've come out with, I think, four or five different designs. So I'm also have that slot, Hiker Sloth, that's going to be a permanent design in their shop for the foreseeable future as well. Um, We're going to hopefully pitch one of my designs to REI. um, Fingers crossed.
1: Yeah. I yeah should. you
0: should definitely get in there because we yeah. we see we some were their their, and stuff. are yeah. like, I'm going to try and sell some stickers over here if I can, because yeah. some of them are just kind of generic.
1: Yeah. 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 We totally. So only, you got it.
2: The only thing with that is that I wanted to pitch the hiker sloth to REI, um, but they told me they they do really only want generic stuff because it has to appeal to the masses. So, oh. I made it's definitely not generic, but it's more generic. It's a pattern of like backpacking, camping supplies. So, and it's all REI gear that I drew. So, oh, cool. yeah, we'll see. That's like an under, we haven't really fully talked about it yet. So, it'll be a very future thing. So, yeah, yeah.
0: people, uh, pancakes heard it first.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah if you're a. I know, I'm not sure if I'm supposed
2: to say anything, but it's not a official. <laughs> we'll see. It's more of a dream.
1: <laughs> So if you're an artist out there, you got to basically jump on these collabs. I guess it just gets you more exposure. Yeah, it helps
2: both parties for sure.
0: Yeah. I'm sure you've met some like really, or like made really good friends with some of these people that
2: you've met. Yeah. Yeah, like this girl here who made these pencil cases for me, Courtney. She is a a new mother of like a two year old kid and she was out of work during the pandemic and I paid her to make these pencil cases and paintbrush roll ups for me. And so I was literally funding her, you know, to pay rent and all of this stuff for like four months. So that was really cool to be able to like, she was helping me and I was helping her a super mutual, awesome, yeah, collaboration and her paint, she designed these paintbrush rollups, like the whole fabric setup. I did the pattern, but she did the, like what it is, how it exists. So I asked her to make them for me and yeah, they're super high quality. She's awesome, super lovely to work with. We've become friends over the last year. And yeah, so it's really, yeah, it's really cool. Just reaching out to different other artists. Um, you'd be surprised on who responds. You think this is a huge company or this is a small company you know, but if you just have an idea, why not bring it up and just see what happens? Um, Yeah. Yeah. The worst I can say is no. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then just try a different, you know, person or company.
1: So if you 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 think
2: about whatever you want your art on, just Google it, you know, like I want my art on beanies. Well, Google a beanie company that does embroidery or I went through a company where I print my art on fabric through a company. And then I bought the beanies elsewhere, and then I hand sewed them on. I don't really know how to sew, but I learned, and now I have beanies. So yeah, just take some innovative ideas and research, and you can pretty much throw anything together.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, you have just about every
2: like link street art on just about everything. Those the pants. Are normally, right. I'm wearing my yeah. like, my shirt is normally mine. And I always have my. Oh, no, I my
1: was just my gonna my say own it's own so shoes. cool. You just like have your own shoes. Pants, know,
2: right?
1: chalk bag, <laughs> tattoos, leggings. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah. we're slowly building the Van Kooks stuff. We're slackers on that. We're looking at <laughs> yours, and we're really like, I know. Okay, so we're like, time. okay, where do you get these yeah. done? <laughs> <Well, laughs> <Like mine. laughs> we need to have one right. on so she I can I a our Patreon
2: butt. where I was gonna like talk about all of that and have videos like this where I talk about every single website I use how to use them like Ah. all that stuff but I had it up for like six months and literally had no subscribers well I do I do subscribers and it just wasn't enough for me to like keep up with the work on it so I took it down but yeah I'd love to you know share with people if they're it's like kind of like teaching teaching a class about how to do marketing and all that stuff and all the tools you need
1: you could just do a master class. How, how to, to be? Make money. A, you're not a digital nomad. You're a yeah. I don't know. Yeah, what are you? A paintbrush <laughs> nomad. Yeah.
2: I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what I am. <laughs> well,
1: you do a lot of digital art too, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. A lot of it's digital, and then acrylic painting is the other. Yeah. Oh,
1: and Lynn was the uh, illustrator of Neil's book. Yeah, That's yeah. If you
2: were on last week. Yeah,
1: we had him on. Yeah, last week. And 179
2: yeah, so, pages illustrated. Yeah,
1: I yeah. know. We were pretty impressed when we got mm-hmm. it. Like the illustrations, they fit perfectly with the
2: uh with the
1: words. The abstract and, yeah. words and the abstract art. We love yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was Ooh, like, I like used...
1: these like cool sketches you got.
0: It's like a yeah. modern be here now or something.
2: Aww.
1: So are you doing another <laughs> book with you Neil. Know, is that the word on the yeah. street?
2: Yeah. Here, let me see if I can bring it up. Um, yeah, so he has like six books in the works um
1: oh wow that's good for you huh yeah
2: i told him i can (laughs) only do like one a year though because uh it takes a lot of mental energy to draw for poetry because i'd like read through it multiple times and then i really want to make sure the illustrations reflect the words and not just in a straightforward way but in yeah kind of like an abstract way so um it's a lot of mental energy to draw for poetry i love it it's so much fun it's just a lot of work so let me see. And I then I, I know
0: one. going to uh, press or whatever, you guys had some.
2: Oh yeah. Some that was like three or four months of just trying to get it published. That was chaos. Um, but yeah, now I'm working on the second one. This is the cover. Ooh. Wow,
1: Lynn. Oh, cool. Love it. I can't wait. I'll yeah. have a whole collection soon. <laughs> <sir.
2: laughs> yeah, so it's gonna be similar to that one. A little bit more simple of drawings, but um, similar idea. Let me see if I can... Yeah. I don't really have any sneak peeks because they're all still super sketchy, but yeah. Nice. All um, the projects. I'm excited to
0: see another collab from you guys.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's fun.
0: Yeah, you guys had a funny... I love you. You're like one of the best cooks out there. <laughs> Lynn, when we were at uh, Descend On Ben, he was like the camp counselor keeping everyone <laughs> like <laughs> super pumped. And you had, you and um, Neil also collabed on a mm-hmm. talent show yep. uh, thing where you did the interpretive dancing and everything. Yes.
2: That was, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Oh yeah, you can pick these. All okay. right. <laughs> Um, yeah that was really fun i That seems like so long ago. that's crazy like i know I know it was a over a year ago now, but yeah, it's nuts. yeah, that was a it's, lot of fun. that's like when I met Neil that summer and he was reading his poetry, and I just saw a lot of imagery to it, and I was the one that brought up to him that I would love to illustrate a book for him, and then it turned into like this whole yeah, 200 page book project. And now there's like six more books and I'm like, oh my gosh, that fruition, and the something I didn't even expect, so.
0: Didn't it even start like with you offering to interpretive dance when he was on stage at a band meetup?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it was like, he was about to go on stage and read and I just looked at him and I was like, hey, do you want an interpretive dancer? Like, I think that would be, I don't think, I think I had heard one of his poems before. I hadn't heard all of them. And so I hadn't heard any of the ones he was going to read. And I was like, I'm just going to improv and interpretive dance to your poems. And I am a very goofy person. And so my dancing's very really, like, goofy. And his poetry's very beautifully raw and, like, you know, kind of dark and, like, intense. And I remember starting off the interpretive dance, like, coming out of like my pants. Like I had my hands in my pants and I was like worming around the stage and his, the first poem he read was childhood trauma. And like, <laughs> right when he said it and I'm like in the back like this, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I've made a mistake. And like, so <laughs> they took my arms out into like a dinosaur. It was like, okay, I need to be serious and
1: not like- You need to have some serious. trauma.
2: Oh, my God, I felt so bad because it immediately went into such a beautiful but, like, serious poem, and I'm in the back, like, Woo. <laughs> and, uh, Oh, man, yeah, you didn't, you, well, you guys didn't even, like, tell each other what the... <laughs> no. Oh, I had no idea what the words were. Literally, word for word, I was just, like, making it up. It was chaos. It's called Lynn's trauma. <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> so I, that was oh,
0: I wish I was there for those... I think we were building a van during all oh, that time when all, everyone was on their yeah, van, we were like, caravan. next
1: year, and then next year, there was like COVID. zero van life meetups. Yeah.
2: I know. It was a break from, it was like gave everyone a break from van life for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> now, now everyone's like, back. Yeah,
1: but it was crazy last year. It was so crazy out there because no one could go anywhere else. And like, yeah. it was yeah. crazy. It was fun. It was yeah. cool, crazy, but it was amazing to see
2: yeah
1: many people getting after it yeah just like americans had nothing to do so they would all flock to these parks and they have yeah. their car stuff full of stuff and they'd set up like five tents it was it was <laughs> yeah. cool
0: they're calling it fun employment yeah, it was
1: cool to watch yes. you're in montana there's like 80 people at this river and the ladies. Yeah. like it's never been like
2: this. <laughs> <laughs> we went to we did like one trip last summer, um, the Idaho, Wyoming, Montana area and Oregon. And it was chaos. Most of the places yeah. we went and we were like, this is nuts. Like this is busier than it normally is. And these are places we go to all the time in the van and it's never this busy. And then we found some like off-grid, like little camp areas near some rock climbing spots that were a lot more quiet. But we met so many people who had just moved into the band that summer, like during the pandemic.
1: Yeah. And I was like, man, 100%. if
2: I thought this was like a new hashtag van life thing last two years ago, now it's like blown up even more. It's nuts. Yeah. No, it's- now people have the time and yeah. like
0: they've been given the opportunity to work online. Yeah, their which is awesome. Time. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. a lot of people are like, "All right, I'm doing it."
2: Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, our it was like a good on, on, to people.
0: Yeah, our traffic on on the Van Kooks website has just gone. Yeah so like it's out of control Yeah. so now
1: we need to be like you we need to have like 50 offers
2: <laughs> yep. so we're
1: like once you're in the funnel you can't leave without
2: yeah yeah you see, like, little, little kook tiers, we like kind of like patreon where it's like five dollars you get a kook patch that's like you know kook initiate and then yeah. Yeah. Well, we were <laughs> yeah.
1: trying to build another van but it's so hard to get them like
2: yeah, yeah. It's,
1: if you're not, if you're not like the first person, it's gone. We kind of got in boulder and then I was like, called him back to make sure I could drive out. He's all, oh, I sold it. Uh, <laughs> That's <was> fast. we <laughs> used to be like they'd be begging you to buy these old vans off. Yeah, of <laughs> no,
2: it's it's so funny. Yeah, it's it's again, it's awesome as long as everyone's respectful. Yeah, leave no trace hopefully everyone's kind of abiding by the don't poop in the parking lot rules. Yeah. When you buy a van, buy a shovel people. Yeah. You need
0: a shovel. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Seriously. Your
2: bucket. Yeah. Get yourself a nice poop bucket. You can put a little cushion on it. It's great.
1: So (laughs) any other current projects that you could share with us that's coming through the pipeline we can expect to see? Any Um, There's books.
2: the book with Neil is my like b- most recent biggest one tattooing, okay. which we talked about. Um,
1: and what is it? Bonedale tattoo. Bone,
2: yeah. Bonedale tattoo is the Instagram or just go to my page and yeah, you can see all the tattoos I've been doing. Um, I'm also guest spot in Denver. I'll be, I have a guest spot at beloved tattoo in wheat Ridge in April, but it's, it's already booked. Um, but I'm going to try and go out once for a week at a time every month in the summer so if you're in denver or closer to denver so you don't have to drive over Vail pass um i'll be out there for a week so i'll announce when i'm booking for those weeks because that also gets filled up within like 24
1: hours that's a cool gig for van life you just go to different studios book out a month and yeah that's awesome
2: yeah, so like hopefully when COVID calms down, I can do it more so like, you know, Portland and San Diego and find shops all around and just uh, yeah. a tattoo there for like a week. Um, yeah, and you got
1: a good following and I think you would be very successful with that.
2: Yeah, I just I'm still technically an apprentice. So like my tattoo rates are okay. pretty cheap. I'm still learning. Um, I'm by no means like fully crazy professional. I mean, my tattoos are, as you can see on my Instagram, I think pretty good. Um, but yeah, I I probably won't guest spot at many places outside Colorado for another like year, I would say. Nice. It's for
0: yeah. the tattooing stuff. do you, is it like when you go to a barber or whatever, do they get like certified or something? As um, far as the goes, or?
2: Yeah, like we have to go through uh, getting a, um, what's it called? The pet blood pathogens license, like you take a test to make sure you understand um, the sanitary laws and how, you know, hep C can be passed and hep B and all of those and how to be cleanliness in the workplace and wearing biohazard, where to put your biohazard. So there's a whole entire like a sanitation. month of just sanitation alone before you even pick up a machine. You're learning how to wow. be 100% sanitary without... At least a hundred percent as much as you can. I mean, there's always a point one percent that something can happen, but whatever you can do to prevent it, um, yeah, we're extremely sanitary. So that I do tell people, like, I am not going to be an artist that tattoos out of my van. Um, I'm, i definitely have already. I've just learned that I don't. I don't want to do that. I want to make sure I'm in a shop and like have all of the sanitary tools. I'm, like, no hate on anyone who does that. That's awesome, but I just don't uh, feel comfortable just because horror stories i've heard and stuff and it makes me nervous i would feel so bad if i gave someone like an infected tattoo yeah Yeah.
0: and i'm sure going through those sanitation classes you've learned some like scary stuff that you don't want to
2: yeah yeah so like we're it's pretty intense like if i you know you have your biohazard table with your needles your machine your ink and if i I'm tattooing someone and i need to grab a napkin from somewhere i cannot these gloves cannot leave that table because technically they're biohazard i cannot just be like oh you know I, I only touched the machine i didn't touch anything else i can grab that napkin it's like no you have to take your gloves off grab the napkin with a new pair of gloves and then go back um so um, it's like i change my gloves whenever if i touch anything that is not sanitized you change your gloves and yeah it's pretty. Very careful about making sure you're getting a clean tattoo and yeah. So a lot of apprentices, that's kinda yeah, that's the first stuff you learn. Making sure well, you
1: real t- It sounds like people can get a good deal on a tattoo from you now before it's too yeah. late and you're
2: yeah. tattooing and then,
1: a P Diddy. Yeah,
2: my March is I think I have like five days left in March and I'm charging eight, only eighty dollars a tattoo or eighty dollars an hour roughly. And most of my tattoos only take an hour. Um, So yeah, it's pretty cheap. This month it was like 50 bucks. And then April, um, I think I'm raising my prices to 100 um, because I have to pay the materials and rent alone is crazy expensive. So if you think your tattoo artist is actually getting paid 100 an hour, that is not true. Like 70% of it is not 70, but a lot is going towards materials, rent, um, gear, all of that, so. Yeah, it's definitely worth it.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, that's pretty sweet. So yeah. you're doing that. And Wee. thanks for uh, jumping on today. And where can people find out more about all the cool products we've been showing and just <laughs> where to find there. you online?
2: I would say just my Instagram, Lince Huit. I don't know if you can plug that or like zoom in somewhere. Um,
1: you no, know, i would put in the chat. Yeah. So
2: yeah, Lynn Sweet at my Instagram. And then I have a link in my bio for my shop. And then again, if you want to book a tattoo, uh, I book out like a month in advance and I book up pretty quick. So if you see something, don't hesitate because it'll probably be gone in like two days. Not always, but just I feel bad when someone is like, oh, I like that. And then two days later it's gone. And yeah. Um, so yeah, you can just DM me, email me, beat me if you want to reach me. <laughs> is that Kim possible
1: and we yeah. <laughs> and I was like curious I googled what lint's wheat was I thought it was some type of like wheat product but <laughs> I was her name. I, I, know,
0: name. Like,
1: I know yeah. but I was like lint's wheat Queer. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a,
2: it's a joke someone told I, me it was my um, like 1400s peasant name
1: oh okay. Like,
2: you know when they're like calling on a like golden trumpet, Lynswhite. And when you say it fast, it's my name, lince Yeah.
1: No, I totally yeah. see it, but I thought it was like a play on words, and I was like, "What is, it is. wheat?
2: It is a play on words. I thought it was like a
1: process they did to wheat, but <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah want, it's kind of well.
2: confusing. I I changed my name on a whim. It was Lynsweet Art, but I thought that was too boring. So.
1: No, I think Lynn Sweet fits you better for sure. And my
2: and my potato photo. Yeah.
1: I thought it was like a chicken. <laughs> Does not look like a chicken? You're
2: so confused by my whole my old so thing. Has <laughs> <laughs> shoes
1: but too. Thanks for coming. And if you want, you can just hang out when we're done. We can catch up for a second. Yay. We yeah Connor con- just got was-
2: So you can say hello to him.
0: Yeah, we oh, don't want nice. to hold you guys up too much on your van. Yeah,
1: line. we will sign you off if you just Ooh. wait. I won't disconnect you here. Okay, bye. I'll you my outro. Bye.
0: Thank you for coming. <laughs>
1: Woo! <laughs> All right, Kooks, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Three Lefts Make a Right. Uh, remember to subscribe if you haven't yet to the YouTube, the Van Kooks Never Ending Shenanigans of Van Life, and whatever we can find along the journey we call life. Also, we have our podcast. So if you could give us a positive review, we appreciate it. It helps out a lot. Like us on Facebook. We see we got more people now in the chat than we've had all night. But (laughs) you guys are late.
0: Yeah, sorry. We had to change it,
1: guys. (laughs) And man, is social media exhausting. So we're on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are the Van Cooks. You can find us there. And if we Try our hardest to get back to you. It's a difficult world navigating all these platforms.
0: The only place we're not just the Vancoops is Facebook. We're the real Vancoops.
1: The real Vancoops. <laughs> but thanks everyone for showing up late. <laughs> and we will be back next week. We have more guests booked up for the next month or so. So I guess we're going to keep the
0: the live and lives
1: going. And before we sign off, we got some of Lynn's work there on our notebook and check out her work. It's uh lensweetart.bigcartel.com. It's in the comments. You will not be let down when your awesome stuff shows up. So thanks for watching guys. And we will see you next week. Bye guys. All right. You kooks. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. Uh, it's a big help. If you guys can give us a podcast review and give us a thumbs up. Also, uh, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the Van Kooks channel on YouTube and catch these podcasts live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So thanks for tuning in, guys, and we will catch you next week for another Three Lefts Make a Right podcast. Oh, yeah. Adventure before dementia. Don't forget.